how you start the day really matters. Mm. And so I really think getting the mindset right on the start of the day. Mark Twain once said, Inky, if you ever have to eat a live frog, mm-hmm. do it the first thing in the morning. <laughs> because you know that everything else you do the rest of the day won't be as hard as that. <laughs> What makes the journey worth it? The pain, the adversity, the opposition, the challenges, the uncertainty. Why do I have to go through this? What's the lesson in this? I got a paralyzed right arm and hand. The million dollar question I get every single day is you wouldn't change what happened to you, why? Serendipity, join us for insightful dialogues about not just successes, but about failures, opposition, adversities that shape and mold the individuals to who they are today. I'm Inky Johnson. This is Serendipity. Hey guys, welcome to Serendipity with Inky Johnson. Today's guest, he's a husband, he's a father, he's the head ball coach at Liberty University. Coach Hugh Freeze. Coach, how you doing, man? I'm wonderful, Inky. How are you doing, my friend? Man, I'm great. I'm great. Uh, First and foremost, you know, I'm big on gratitude, so I got to say thank you for your time. I know you're running a program, so I greatly appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me, Inky. It's always a pleasure uh, spending time with you. And, um, you know, we're in the middle of spring ball. It's not too – I just walked off the practice field. matter of fact, we're practicing in the mornings. And um, But uh, I know that any time I spend with you would be of value to to me personally. So, uh, so thank <laughs> you for having me. Absolutely. Well, Coach, I want to get right into it, man. One of my one of my favorite speeches of all time was done by you that I watched uh, that you posted to Twitter, and you said to the guys, you said we got knocked down, but we didn't get knocked out. And you said I've been knocked down before in life, right? But we didn't get knocked out. And he said when you get knocked down, you got to search for your why. You got to find your why, and you got to be willing to fight like hell. Why do you think that message was important for them to understand? Well, I, I think that's a principle for uh, that's going to pay dividends long after they quit playing for me. Um, mm-hmm. There's one thing I know, Inky. Um, either you are uh, getting ready to go into a valley of life, or you're in a valley of life, or you're coming out a valley of life. Mm-hmm. And for those that have never experienced those gut punches of life that put you in the in the valley, uh, I would say, man, you are blessed. Mm-hmm. Um, but just keep living. Uh, they're <laughs> probably coming. Um, because, man, I just don't know of hardly anyone that hasn't experienced those, uh, those dreaded D words of death or disease or disappointment. Um, and irregardless of how those come, whether they're by your own doing or, or by none of your doing at all, uh, the pain is still uh, the same and real. And how we deal with that, I really believe, will determine uh, how we finish things mm-hmm. in life, whether it be being a husband or a father or in the business. And, you know, obviously what brought that upon was our one loss um, that we had last season. And we were very fortunate to have a, a great year. But I do believe you learn as much, if not more, in times where you get knocked down than you than maybe in, in the successes of life. I love Thomas Edison's uh, uh, 
thoughts on, I think it was 2,000 plus times that he did not get the circuit right to, mm. for the light bulb. And, yeah. um, and, and somebody said, man, how did it feel to fail over 2,000 times? And he says, oh, I, 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 I never failed. I just uh, I just didn't get it exactly right until the two thousand some time. So that's how many it takes to make a light bulb. And yeah. man, if we really look at, I mean, there's no failure this final. Mm. And so. um, and but man, as the world we live in right now, um, if you don't have that set in your mind and in your spirit and in your heart and in a close circle around you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the world will try to rip you apart and and make you feel like it's final. And if you don't Absolutely. know how to handle where you really define yourself from, your why, mm-hmm. um, and who you get it from, um, then you can it can eat you alive. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. I love that, man. My grandmother used to tell me that. Used to say, Inky, either somebody is in the midst of adversity, you know, coming out of it, or they're about to head into it. So I identify with that. Coach, I want to ask you something, man, and what comes to mind, you know, when I say this word, uh, when you hear redemption, yeah. what comes to mind when you hear that word? Uh, I don't want to sound uh, self-absorbed yeah. <laughs> by answering that, <laughs> but yeah, that's my favorite word, Inky, really. Yeah. Uh, Redeemer and redemption are, uh, are have, have Redeemer has long been a word that I would uh, that I would say to people was my, one of my favorite words, and then obviously uh, redemption. There's a there's a song out now by a good friend of mine, uh, Mercy Me, Bart mm. Millard, and those guys have, uh, and and it's called um, Say I Want, mm. and it, it's all about people who have had redemption stories and been knocked down or or tragedy hit. And um, probably we're told by many, you don't deserve redemption or you never can have it or you, you know, whatever it is with people's opinions and what they would say. And yet uh, they they find themselves having some type of a redemptive story. Mm. And, um, and and whether or not that that redemptive story uh, is seen in people's eyes as a some grand story it really doesn't matter if it's grand in people's eyes or not it's mm-hmm. that you're at peace uh, with with the uh, redemptive story so i think of my story mm-hmm. um you know inky you and i have been uh, we we've talked um, i think you know me and you know enough people who know me personally to know Absolutely. the type of man that i've been for for most of my life and obviously that come came with some imperfection um, but it certainly wasn't uh, wasn't a way I was trying to lead young men. But uh, I, I made a I made a foolish uh, series of choices in 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 my personal life that I owned a long time ago, mm-hmm. and uh, thankful that I have a family that that uh, is forgiving. It hurt and it took time. Yeah. Um, but, but they wanted to be a part of the redemptive story uh, mm. because of the totality of, of that. They know who I really am. So, you know, again, I don't want to sound self-absorbed when you ask me that, but truthfully, that's where my mind goes is just thankful for, uh, for the redemptive story we found as a family and, 
and Jill and I is our marriage has just blossomed mm. to to be better than any anything. And I, I truthfully, Inky, I don't know that it would have been as good as it is now without the hard times. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's um that's beautiful, man. Like perspective. Like I, I share with people all the time, like when we encounter moments of adversity and opposition, and even with my own son. You know, he has this thing to where when he encounters a moment, like it has the potential to mess up his whole day. And I try to tell yeah. him like, man, one bad chapter doesn't define the book. That's a moment. Might be hard, might not feel good right now, but you can control how you process it. And I'll never forget, you know, I'm following your journey because I know you, man. I consider you to be a friend. I've spoken at yeah. Ole Miss when you was there, Liberty when you was there. And I'm watching you as you speak. I watched the convocation, you and your wife, Miss Jill. And she said something that was powerful. You know, she talked about when you all were going through that adversity and that valley in your life. And she was like, I trust him. Like, I know him. She's like, I know him. Right. So it made it easy for me to forgive him. I know him. I know that guy. Like, that was powerful. And then you said something on the opposite end of that when you were making your decision. You said, I wanted to get in the right environment for my family. I thought that was powerful. Like, why was that important to you to be in the right yeah, environment for man, you? Man, you, you just, uh, so I get really emotional about the, you know, she had never, uh, again, you know, I don't want to belabor things but man, oh, or, okay. or really go back, but man, Jill and I had walked through this, this issue mm-hmm. long before it was ever written about or, or, or talked about or, and, um, and, and so, but I still had never heard her say some of the things she said on that stage that day. And it's still, uh, it's, it's, it's humbling. Uh, but she said on that stage and it just broke me down on the stage when she said, you know, I know him, I trust him. He is the uh, godliest man I know on this earth. And that just, you know, I certainly don't feel that. (laughs) Um, but I do want to lead my family in a way that they think that, and believe that. And so that was quite, uh, that was a quite humbling day and just made me even, you know, want to love and cherish her more. And, uh, I have a mentor that says, uh, you know, he talks about, <laughs> he, he, he leads me into traps, Inky. He's a good friend, <laughs> but man, he, he leads me into some traps like, Hey coach, do you, uh, how many coaches do you know this one? This was his conversation with me. Hey, coaches. Hey, coach. How, how many coaches do you know that have won 10 games in a single season at four different colleges? <laughs> I said, well, you're talking to one of them that has. Uh, I've won 10 at, at Lambeth, 10 at Arkansas State, and 10 at Ole Miss, and now 10 at Liberty. And he said, hmm. That is great stuff, coach. I mean, I, you might be the only one that's ever done that. Mm. And, uh, you know, let me ask you another question. <laughs> Does your wife live as one and shine as one who is cherished? Mm. <laughs> like, mm. Mm. and uh, he says, man, the only only chance you have of her of her uh, walking and looking cherished is that you are walking as a redeemed son. Again, that word redeemed mm. and uh and so I want to walk as a redeemed son that, that, uh, and then the second question, mm-hmm. um, I could have stayed in the sec, um, mm-hmm. once, um, you know, 
Uh, set out the two years while Ole Miss was on probation because that's a whole other story. But uh, right. while I can tell you with with straight honesty, I've never cheated in recruiting personally, but I was the captain of that ship, mm-hmm. and, and I didn't do an adequate job of uh, of monitoring that. And so I thought it was, you know, the expectation that that I set out while Ole Miss was suffering probation made sense to me. A lot of people didn't. You know, I could get angry and bitter and, and all that stuff. But really, when I got alone, Inky, and you think about, you know, I, I understand um, why that happened. Well, that time comes to an end, and Jill and I decide we're going to get back into what we love and what we think we're called to do, and that's impact kids through this game. And, um, man, I'm just thankful I had some great friends, you know, like mm-hmm. Nick and Gus and Kirby and um, – Willie Taggart and 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 people, Barry Barry Odom, and that were going to you know try to give me an opportunity to to get back in the game and mm. and uh, really thought that's what I was going to do and kind of just lay low and just be an OC and call some ball plays you know mm-hmm. and um, stay out of the limelight and man then we got the call from here and and they just said and I really tried to. De- say, nah, you know, I'm just going, I'm pretty far down the road. And Mm. and Ian said, will you just come and see and just listen? Mm. And, uh, man, I trust Jill's uh, senses of things now more than ever. And and we stood on top of this mountain here. And, you know, we obviously were in a prayerful mindset. But uh, she was, uh, she said, this is the right move for our family. Wow. And uh, she had some good insights that, you know, me and you are like, oh, well, I want to be in the field of battle and I don't care what they say anymore. And I don't <laughs> care. And uh, and she just had some some real sensitive uh, thoughts of, you know, wouldn't it be nice just to. You're you're a head coach, number one, you know that and I know that that's what you want to do. So why not be a head coach instead of an O.C. And two, can just think about um our three daughters and me, and do we really want to jump back and walk right into these SEC uh, arenas and mm-hmm. no telling what that will be said, what will what signs will come up because yeah. you know people have chosen to have their own narrative around whatever they think or believe, mm-hmm. and um, man, we just we came to a piece on 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 the on top of this mountain here, and um, and we've been really blessed. I couldn't. My daughters have flourished here, so it's That's been awesome. uh, it's been a blessing. Oh, it's beautiful there, man. Like even mm-hmm. when I came there, I was like, man, this is this is beautiful. Like it's amazing there. So I think that's awesome, Coach. Like when I think about um, your journey, I think it creates incredible opportunity for the players. Like I heard when you said to them, communication breeds trust, and you said, I told these guys, it's not anything that you're gonna bring to me that I haven't heard. <laughs> that I'm going to just shy away from. You guys can talk to me about anything, but also them seeing how you went through your adversity and opposition mm-hmm. and stood on it. Like, I think that impacts young men in an incredible way and it makes them open. And so you talking to them about communication, breeding trust, why is that something that you feel is so important with you leading a group of young men? I, I think the best uh, teaching and leading I do um, right now is through my willingness to be uh, totally transparent with them. Yeah. 
And I just hit it head on from the time I got here. I said, look, I want to tell you my story. Hmm. I don't want you. I, I want you to hear it straight from me. Uh, or, or you can ask my wife or, or, or but I want you to hear it straight from me. Okay. And I want to tell you uh, what I learned. Mm. And uh, and I want you to know that um, there's there's nothing that you can come to me. I've coached for 27 years. I've either seen it, heard it, or been through it. Okay. And um, and I'm not a I'm not afraid of of people that that have trials or struggles. Mm. Um, I, I'm I'm kind of afraid of the ones who. Uh, won't ever be truthful about it, <laughs> you know, and, and, and don't, and don't want to chase that standard uh, and, and they want to cast judgment on everybody else. Yeah. Oh, you got something going on too. We're all, Absolutely. we, we yeah. all got something. That's all going flawed. On, you know? Absolutely. Uh-oh. And, um, and so I'm just determined. I've always been pretty transparent with our kids, but obviously this, this time I said, let me tell y'all my story because I truthfully believe that, that uh, your core values drive some type of and beliefs drive some type of behavior, mm. which drives some type of uh, habit. And that habit's going to give you a destiny or a result. And, mm. and so, man, for most of my life, Inky, I've really liked the results. Mm. And, but let me tell you when coach didn't like the results. And let me tell you what happened. He got away from his core values. Mm. And then they started driving different habits. Mm. And um, and so I'm very open with them in regards to that. And I teach classes now. To our, I teach a class every Monday uh, right. to our to our whole team. And uh, it, it's just on the this subjects of, wow. of how do we handle life? How do we rewrite the brain? Um, mm. And we got we got some we got some things that, that have written on our cerebral cortex as young men and. And uh, that whether it's I didn't have a father that loved me or I didn't like the way the one I did have loved me or I didn't even see my father, uh, my view of women, my view of the world, my view of politics, my view of race, my view. All these things, man, have been written on our cerebral cortex. And so the class I'm teaching this spring is all about rewriting and reshaping that. And and it takes work. Mm. And what are you going to feel that with so that we do have a, a different perspective? And um, I've had to do it with myself, mm. you know, with the, the, the one failure I had, man, I had to, I had to rewrite mm. and reshape that because, and not to mention, how do you deal with the shame that comes with that? And how yeah. do you deal with the disappointment that, you know, you let people down and, yeah. um, and so we're just, I just think it's as high time that coaches in our positions, with everything our players are dealing with, that there's so much more than what the scoreboard says. Mm. And, and, and look, we all get it. We will ultimately be defined by many people in the media and, and ultimately they could fire you if that scoreboard don't work out a lot, but I don't know. I'm just at peace with the fact that this is how I'm going to go about it. And, um, we've won everywhere I've been and I'm not going to change those things, but man, I'm just going to be an open book to our kids Mm. That's awesome, man, that you said, like, yeah, peace. I was just about to say that. I was about to say, man, you seem like you just said peace. But I want to. <laughs> that's, that's what my mom tells me. Yeah. <laughs> she says, she says, Hugh, you, because, you know, we've had some talks in the in the two years. We've had successful here of maybe this job's the right fit for you to leave for this one or, mm-hmm. or that one. And my mom, she never says anything. 
about these job stuff. Yeah. I talked to my dad a lot about it, but my mom never says a word. She just called me one day out of the blue. She said, I'm just telling you this. Mm. When I come up there, I see you at peace. Wow. So, mm. Now, I mean, some of that has to do with the place, of yeah. course, but a lot of it has to do, I think, with just what God has taught me through all the, the, the really the downtimes and what he's proven in his faithfulness to me and my family. And um, it's just, uh, I am at a, at a place of pretty, pretty good peace. That's awesome. Coach, what's, um, what's the most rewarding part about what you get to do with coaching? Yeah, there's, there's seeing a, a, a group truly buy in. I don't know that you ever have 100% buy-in on a team of this size, Inky. You've been on right. teams, and you Absolutely. know that's probably true. But if you can ever get, if you can ever get to that 75, 80% team bought in, um, the other 20% kind of recognize that their their voice is not as as significant as the other 80, yeah. and they either decide I got to get in with them or just keep my mouth shut and, and you know get the shorts <laughs> and the t-shirt and. And, 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 and then ultimately, hopefully they learn something from yeah. it. But man, this, this last year, this COVID year mm-hmm. of, uh, and, and I certainly, boy, I don't want to sound insensitive. There's so many people that have struggled and hurt through, uh, this season that we've had and continue to have really. And then, man, I, my heart goes out to those that have, um, but there's also been a lot of positives that we've experienced, mm. Here and man, just seeing our kids with when we decided, look, here's the deal: we are going to only worry mm. and focus on what we can control. Yeah, and and they really decided to do that. So, oh, we got twelve positive tests this week. Okay, mm. are they are they okay? Yeah, they don't, they don't have any symptoms. Thank God. All right, next man up. Let's let's mm. get ready to go. You know and um, and you know, I, so I guess what I'm saying is the most rewarding thing is actually seeing what you're trying to teach mm. uh, a kid. You see them live it out and walk it out. Are you, they come in your office and say, coach, what you said today and that Monday lesson, and then we recap it on Fridays. Um, man, it really hit home with me. It really made sense. That is, uh, and I mean, the big wins are good now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you go, you go on the road and beat Virginia Tech, or uh, yeah. on the road and beat Syracuse, and, and and doing things that have never been done and are top twenty-five in the country. Yeah. They're rewarding, mm. um, but I'm truthfully. 10 years ago, they probably would have been rewarding to me. And the fact that I think, well, man, that might get me the next, mm. that might get me the next contract. That might get me the next. Yeah. Now, now it's more rewarding to say, man, look what they're accomplishing. Mm. And we're all a part of it. And um, so that the most rewarding thing, those Saturdays are, are heck, those are really rewarding. Yeah. But I, I really, get a, a good feeling in my spirit when one sets here and says, I understand what you're talking about. Mm. I get it. Mm. Coach, you're, you're considered, you know, one of the greatest coaches, college football, one of the greatest offensive minds in college football. What do you think makes you such a dynamic, you know, coach, dynamic offensive coach? 
dynamic offensive mind? I think that uh, I breed uh, confidence in our players. Hmm. I don't know the, whether it's the swagger or whatever you want to call it, and I don't mean that in a – I certainly don't know as much offense probably as a lot of coaches, and I'm not sure that's a bad thing because I keep it so simple for our kids hmm. um, that, uh, that I think our communication system is, is the best there is. Hmm in order to be a multiple tempo offense, but our kids not think it's very difficult, but the defense looks at it and says, gosh, they do a lot of things. <laughs> and our kids think, no, we really don't do a lot of things. Um, and, uh, and, and just breeding that, uh, that confidence from chemistry. And it starts with the staff that the kids look at this, this staff offensively or defensively and says, man, they really are one of one accord. Hmm. And uh, they have the same voice, the same message, and and obviously I bought into this new style of uh, football to where if you have an extra guy in the box, we're going to throw it, and I I, mm. I don't mind relinquishing control to our quarterback post snap to do that, and not a lot of people are comfortable doing that. Mm. But I have confidence enough that myself and our quarterback coach. We have to be good enough teachers to prepare him for that day, and then trust him. Mm. And and I, I just I've bought into that wholeheartedly. And do, does he make mistakes? Yes. Do I make bad calls? Yes. We we both do. And and I think they they sense in me the the confidence just never it never really rattles. Um, I don't feel rattled or. Uh, my whole deal on the song game day is play the next play. Hmm. Just play the next play. Play the next you, play. We've, you've been taught to do it. Just play the next one. And is that not life? Oh, man. That's, I mean, that, that, that's, that's what, uh, to me, that's what integrity is. And, yeah. Uh, people would say that there's many people in the, in, in the quote, cancel culture, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> that, that uh, well, he made a mistake, so he has no integrity. Well, hmm. That doesn't make any sense. No. No one would have integrity if that was the, the <laughs> prerequisite. Um, and, and really, integrity is when you do make a mistake, you own it, mm -hmm. accept the consequences that mm -hmm. may come with it, yep. make the necessary changes, and then play the next play. Nailed it. Yep. And that's football. That's life. And and. I think that's the way our offensive kids view it is, man, this guys he's got confidence that we're going to score the next possession if we screwed the last one up mm. uh, 10 different ways by just what he says and his demeanor. And yeah. I, I really don't think – I used to be high-strung and yeller and screamer. I've never been a cusser, but, man, I'd yell and scream. And hmm. um, and now the only times I remember this this last two years ever yelling or, raise, or getting on someone – is because of a selfish penalty. Those do irritate me because yeah. that's not who we are. You don't win big games doing that. And uh, we've had very few of those, but those do get me upset. <laughs> Outside of that, I don't ever, I don't remember uh, 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 getting really rattled, man. we got 60 minutes to get it right. Let's just get <laughs> it right and see what the scoreboard says at the end of it. <laughs> that's awesome. Coach, man, um, when it's all said and done, right, like one day when you get to that point, and you look back and it's all said and done and you got peace, you know, to yeah. move into your next chapter. What do you want the guys you've led, 
uh, the coaches yeah. you've coached with, the programs you've been a part of, what do you want them to think about you when they think back to Hugh Freeze? I know we can't control what people think, but no. when they think back to your time there, their time yeah. with you, what would you want them to think? Uh, I think probably the the best compliment that they could give me would be if they could say, look, I spent three, four years, two, three, four years with this guy. Um, you can say whatever you want to say about him. You can believe whatever you want to believe about him. But I saw him. I was with him all the time. And this guy was consistent. Mm. He was never too high in the highs. He was never too low in the lows. He came to work every day with the same dang positive yeah. <laughs> energy and 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 confidence that today was going to be a great day. And he mm. was just consistent with that. And he was consistent in hounding me to chase a standard, mm. whatever the standard is. Uh, he just was relentless with that. I think that would be the, Man, this guy was was consistent in his love for his wife, his mm. kids, his Lord, his faith. Uh, imperfect, yes, yes but sir. consistent man in in chasing uh, uh, chasing his, his, the standard that he wanted for himself and that he wanted for for the people in the building with him. That's awesome, Coach. As I as I take us out, man, um, is there a mantra? that you live by or some words that you would just like to give, you know, to people in the world right now with the pandemic, with COVID and people trying to navigate through these valleys of adversity and opposition. Is it something that you live by or you subscribe to every single day that gets you going that you would share with them yeah. as you take us I, out? I think that um, uh, we could go a lot of different directions here, but I, I really would say to them uh, how, you start the day really matters mm. um, because every day is going to be filled with, with oh bad news, man, mm. there's tough news on the. And so I really think getting the mindset right on the start of the day, Mark Twain once said, Inky, if you ever have to eat a live frog, mm -hmm. do it the first thing in the morning <laughs> because you know that everything else you do the rest of the day won't be as hard as that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think what he's saying is, is man, just how you start the day really matters. And I refuse to start my day without getting my mind in the right spot. For me, it has to do with meditation and some prayer mm. um, and, and just making myself make sure that I know, you know what? We get about 23,000 breaths a day and, mm. you know, I need to make this day count. Mm. yesterday's over. I can't do anything about it. I can't do what they, I can't do anything about what they write about it or what they say about me or what they, I can't do anything about that. I can't do anything about the, the hurt that, and you know, I had a, I had a conversation with a player, one of the players, man. Mm. And I don't, I, I don't make light of the fact that he is hurting, mm. but we cannot let, you're not the first to go through hurt. Right. And how we handle that's going to matter what happens in your generations that follow you and your child. Yeah. And, in, and, and man, if we're going to let yesterday beat us up again today and tomorrow and the next day, that doesn't mean you don't grieve and that don't mean mm. you don't hurt. But I, I think this this idea for me of, 
of mental toughness being the secret sauce of getting up every morning and saying, okay, mm. what do I have? Here, here's what I'd say, and I'll close. Mm. Just try to get up every morning and write down three things you're thankful for. Mm. Start there. Yeah. Yes, and sir. Um, and see if that can help you approach the day a little differently. That's beautiful, man. Coach, man, you know I think the world of you, man. I appreciate uh, your spirit. I appreciate your time. Blessings to you and the family. Thank you so much. Greatly yeah. appreciate it. Thank you. You're a good friend, man. I can't wait to get you back up here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Take care, Coach. God bless you, man.